0: Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the US, a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the US. This week, I'm just using some content from our Facebook Live we just did as the show. I hope it adds some value. Uh, without further ado, here we go.
1: Let's do it. First time we're doing like a three course live on Facebook uh, with the uh, Facebook group Canada, uh, USA Real Estate uh, Facebook group. So if you like, thumbs up. If you see us, thumbs up too. Anything, thumbs up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. All uh, right. Uh, perfect. Yeah. So I guess um, I, the, the general gist of this is while we're waiting for anyone to have any questions, we'll just start off by uh, you know talking about our 2020, what we're planning to do next year. So I don't know who wants to take this off first, but what's your, uh, let's go you Kyle, what do you, what's your plans for 2020? How are you, how are you working this in? What's your REI strategy?
2: So, uh, hi everyone. Kyle Doolan. Um, super excited. 2020 is going to be big. It's going to be huge. Um, why is that? Why, why the little innuendo? Because uh, Janie, my partner and wife now, only a couple months now, uh, we have decided to actually move to the U.S. I know this goes against a lot of what uh, Glenn talks about. It actually goes against a lot of even what Janie and I and Matt talked about. But we have made the decision to apply for our investor visa, which is going to make expansion for us and of our partners in Cleveland just so much easier. To have someone on the ground, someone really in it, doing it, and trustworthy ourselves. Who's more trustworthy than ourselves in our own business? So, uh, 2020 is going to be huge for that uh, because our three main businesses. Uh, our acquisitions business, our management business, and our consulting business in U.S. real estate can flourish and just explode in the Cleveland market from residential properties all the way up to mobile home parks and everything in between. So we are just super, super excited and pumped for 2020. We're basically coming back from Thailand uh, on a, from our honeymoon, just January, February, maybe March, depends how. how much convincing Janie uh you know how much she doodles me down but as soon as we're back from our honeymoon we are going to Cleveland making a big impact um through our our bus tour through our our networks our short-term rentals so everything is happening Cleveland for Janie and myself in 2020 so that's really what what I'm excited about
0: that's awesome so you're going for the E2 visa um and are you planning to move to like Cleveland is that your plan
2: that's right. That's right. We have, I mean, we have lots of properties, so we're just going to land in one of them. That'll be our landing pad. And then it's going to be a slow, uh, a slow, because we're investors, right? We're, we're, we're wired differently. It's not just a matter of just finding our home. It has to be a, a deal, right? There needs to be a story behind that. There needs to, it needs to be wow. And now, Janie's in the mix and her personal preferences, so there's gonna be a lot of different criterias. You know, it's gonna have to be on the lake, right? There has to be a, <laughs> a gorgeous water view, you know? It's yeah. gonna, and then for me, my criteria, it's gonna have to be at least 30% discounted so that we can burr it out. And it's gonna have to be something of luxury so we can short-term rent it when we're not there. So we're looking to make Cleveland a home base. It doesn't mean that we're gonna be living there 12 months a year, but we do want to, to make it home as much as, as we know how to make it. Awesome. Yeah, what about really- you,
0: Mr. Matt? What are you doing for, what's your strategy right. for 2020?
1: Well, first, uh, making more event uh, for sure to help like Canadian to buy uh, real estate, real estate. After um, trying to put the course online. So with the chat button and everything so people can get in and pretty much like do like little course and everything. Mm-hmm. So after that, they will link like to some webinar that I'm going to try to uh, upload like more like into practice that theory. So making sure that everyone can like learn like the basics so we can actually grow this like Facebook group and the Facebook page as well. So we can be more like US US like investor as well. So basically 2020 will be uh, marketing. Pretty much Uh, try to uh, keep a little bit slow down on the investment to make sure that uh, I'm going to like put some money in the in in my investment as well. And finishing optimizing all my uh, my listing. So basically, I'm trying to maybe sell my portfolio at the end of like September, October next year. Um, do have like a, a renter that I'm kicking out in uh, December, and after that, I do have one on uh, April that is going to be out as well. So two new tenants. I'm going to raise the rent as well.
0: Cool. So, uh,
1: what's your strategy? Why
0: Why you uh, want to sell all your properties?
1: Well. Basically, that was, like, kind of, like, ghetto property that I got, like, for really, really cheap. Yeah. So, what I want to do is just, like, to kind of, like, get rid of, like, all the ghetto property to try to invest into C to, like, B plus neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, especially if, like, the market slow down a little bit. Um, there's, like, a couple of, like, neighborhood that I'm looking uh, in, in Pittsburgh like Carrick uh, also uh, Brookline and stuff like that so pretty much like take all my capital gain and maybe invest it into uh, two properties or three properties over there to make sure that I do have like a good investment and I don't have like really uh, bad
2: maintenance issues and stuff like that so
1: yeah
0: awesome cool oh, I guess I it's like, me now
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Glenn, tell us, what's, what's on your plate for
0: 2020? I'm excited to hear this. So, Kyle, I'm actually, we're very, uh, we're very aligned here. I, I'm in the process. I've already put down, paid for half of my E2 visa. So I am in the same boat. I'm getting a, a working visa for the United States and a social security number. Um, so that should make my lending uh, a lot happier. It'll make a lot less restrictions for things I want to do um and so it just it'll just i I looked at it and at first i thought it was crazy but based on just having to do a bunch of refis that i'm planning to do if i can just move it up into the higher loan to value start using the american financing going in and using fannie and freddie i can really take it up a little bit more so that's that's what i'm doing and then my goal is just to refi the heck out of the whole portfolio um i might i might sell a couple of the properties And my reasoning is just because of this E two visa, they want you to have a lot of cash. And as real Mm -hmm. estate investors, I'm actually against having a lot of cash usually because if I have a pile of cash, I'm like, well, let's go buy a pile of properties. Like, why am I holding on to cash, right? And so for this E two visa, I'm sure you're aware they want you to dump a pile of cash into a bank account. So I, that's basically the reasoning to unloading them because I'm like, I know a lot of people were, you know, they. They suspect this recession or whatever but they've been saying that for years and even still if it does happen it's just as long as you're not selling during that period as long as you've gotten long-term financing you'll just go right through the whole thing and it won't matter anyway so that's not why i'm interested in selling the properties and then i guess my my strategy is to try and do i you know i just was winging this right now but i'm thinking that i could do probably 20 or 30 uh joint ventures, I think next year is what my goal on Like it's just, it's ramping up so much faster that I think I could do something like that.
1: No, oh, yeah? Yeah. So what that's what do you like, like about doing joint venture?
0: Um, <laughs> it's a lot extra people to deal with. It's a lot of extra corporations to deal with and yeah. a lot of extra accounting to deal with. Um, and that's part of it where I, I'm like, it's just like whenever you go into new markets where you kind of want to go deeper than wide instead of having mm-hmm. your stuff sprinkled all over the United States to have it all in like one or two markets. Yes. Um, and I think that's really what if you're finding good joint ventures that you can ideally, you know, do some burrs and keep recycling the same money and ideally not have to take on too many new uh, partners because it just it means setting up new corporations and new everything. And I, if even if still, if we got a lot of properties, I'd rather just set up a few LLCs underneath my LP than starting whole new structures with whole new people. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of extra stuff. But that, that's kind of where it is. It's, it's a little bit of a different game because you now have to um, appease people. And sometimes what you end up doing isn't what you would normally do yourself
2: <laughs> yeah i 100 100 agree with you there and it's really funny that we are so aligned in that i had no idea actually so really really awesome um i'm very much in the same vein we're looking for our 10 partners we're looking for these 10 um individuals or or, or small close-knit groups to do basically all of our all of our acquisitions with you know and it's just a matter of you know, taking the time and building those relationships, finding those ten, and then and then you're golden. So that's amazing. I completely understand the uh, the headache, the hassle, the, the paperwork behind multiple entities. You know, Janie and I are up to you know just about a dozen now, and it's uh, you know it's it's a lot. It's something that you don't expect when you start out because you're like, okay, I'm going to do this real estate business. I'm going to have a company. But no, it, it, especially as a Canadian, we understand that there's a better structure than just having this one entity, right? There's layers yeah. of entities, and, and, and then in, you know, if you're in different states, it just multiplies and it could get out of control real quick, real quick really which is cool. why it's super, super important for them to have the, the corporate attorney, the, the cross-border CPA, uh, the corporate veil service, all like working together, your registered agent, so to centralize this as much as possible, and which makes the scaling and the growth um, so much more pain-free.
0: You mentioned uh, corporate veil service. I don't use that. What is what is exactly is that the purpose of that?
2: So a corporate veil service is is simply a third party and a company, and basically what they do is they just make sure that your uh, either your LLC or your corpse are in compliance. So the reason we use uh, an entity like an LLC, I'm, I'm not recommending LLCs for Canadians, but there are structures in which we can use it. So I just want to put yeah. that out there. Yeah. Um, the, the reason we use entities, I'll just be general, is for the, the veil, right? The, uh, the protection that it, uh, that it affords you so that if something were to go sideways, well, there's this company that's going to be attacked rather than you personally. But that's only true if you're treating your corporation or your LLC as a corporation or an LLC, it's not just a matter of setting it up on paper and then never doing your annual meetings, never writing up your resolutions. Like if you're not treating it like a company uh, in court, it could be deemed that it's not a company because you're not treating it like one. Right. So the corporate veil service is this what I consider low cost um, administrative service that just makes sure that, that makes sure that you're in compliance. You're, you are treating it like like you should be. So it's you know there, there's okay. a couple of companies that do that. Uh, we use uh, one that's called uh, Laughlin and Associates. They uh, and it's like it comes up to about 50 to 80 bucks a month. Okay, so they do it every month. That's what
0: I was going to ask you next. If it's like an annual thing or every month. Okay,
2: yep. cool um yeah, yeah so that's that's awesome that's something that we didn't know starting out it's only been a couple of years that we've even heard about this yeah. and it was like oh shit yeah now, now we have like 10 12 companies we should uh, probably make sure that they're you know they're, yeah. you know they're behaving like they should yeah
0: yeah that's that's a good point i, I, I might have to look into myself um yeah. is it 50 to 80 dollars per corporation or is it for the yeah per yeah there's
2: volume discounts like anything oh, but yeah. yeah
0: all right cool um Next thing uh, Matt was gonna talk about was uh, markets. Uh, Matt, are you still there? You kind of went to-
1: uh... Yeah, I'm still there. Like, uh, My plan didn't work. Like, I can't do Facebook Live three-way with you guys and do yep. the Facebook Live at the same time. So basically, I'm sorry guys, you're not gonna be able to see my beautiful face, but at least you can earn me, so- Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least <laughs> so, we're so... live now, so I know for- Okay, cool, least, hi everyone.
0: Hi. <laughs> so Matt, let's uh let, you wanted wanna talk about what markets you're going to get into in twenty twenty. Are you staying in the same markets? What's your plan?
1: Um man, I don't know. It's there's so there's so many markets, it's crazy. Cleveland. Well, Cleveland. Cleveland <laughs> is a, it's a good market. I think I do have an influence from Cal for sure. <laughs> For uh, for Cleveland. I can't tell it's pretty good as well. Right now, I'm looking more into like turnkeys and everything. So with like building the Facebook group and everything and talking to people, the French Canadian, um, I'm, I did like a connection uh, into the Florida market. So I might try to invest a little bit into the Florida market uh, for like all the snowbird, all the French Canadian snowboard. I do have like uh, one of my uh, old partner who's uh, now a realtor in Orlando. And I've been uh, talking with uh, Thibaut, who's uh, a guy in uh, Fort Lauderdale as well. So basically try to um, help as many Canadians as I can into those markets. I'm looking at the Accuranta market as well. And Nashville seems like pretty good to me because I want to jump into... Uh, maybe multifamily. So I'm trying to kind of like understand the market a little bit better. I know our is booming right now. I do have like one of my students who's starting to do all selling over there. So I kind of look at the, um, the market for like uh, maybe a year ago, something like that. And I don't know. I just have like this feeling that might be a good market to invest for like multifamily. family. I'm not sure yet. Otherwise Pittsburgh still is one of my favorite like to stay for my strategy, like for single family home, I will stay in Pittsburgh because I know the market well. <laughs> i wearing Anything my Pittsburgh,
0: Pittsburgh shirt right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pittsburgh, usually I do have my, my hat and everything and uh, wear my Pittsburgh and Steelers like uh, apparel, like really proudly. but uh, yeah. Basically doing, I'm thinking about doing a bus tour as well. So we'll learn a little bit more about Pittsburgh again. Like it's, it's changing a lot. So you need to be in your market like more than two or three times during the year. Because like the market is shifting really fast. And you need to have like boots on the ground. You need like to have like people who give you like all the news, all the good stuff uh, about the market. It's, it's really like are uh, like to understand all the markets so it might be good like for a beginner who's listening right now to just like start with one special market and just like stick to it for a year
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that and to, to, to have that ear on the street super important uh, just just two months ago I mean we've been in Cleveland for over five years so and that's why when it comes to residential real estate we, we don't go anywhere else but cleveland because we know it well we've got a team and it's a lot of work to develop a new market so that's why we're there but even with everything that we have all the project managers all the uh, everything all the property managers just two months ago, they're like, "Hey, what about this area?" And I was like, "No, that area is like, no, no way." Because I was referring to a couple of years back, the due diligence that was really done in depth a couple of years ago. But no, it really turned around, and now these are properties that are appraising over a hundred thousand uh, comfortably, sometimes over two hundred thousand, in an area that you know five years ago you couldn't even get over like seventy thousand. You couldn't get them appraised over seventy. So it, 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 it removed that strategy for, for us at the time where we were only buying. So we were only looking for properties that would appraise over 100. But now it's like, no, this is really what you want to do. And it's right beside a super hot short-term rental pocket. So cash flow is not a problem uh, on these properties anymore. So super exciting as well. You really need to beat on the street.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, maybe a question for later. Like, uh, if you can talk a little bit about the Airbnb, like, are you like see it right now into the U.S. market and stuff like that? Right before I, uh, we we spoke with Glenn, I might be interested because I think it's a new strategy. And like, one of the thing that uh, I talk with like other people is like, location, location, location. Everyone is like talking about that. Or like, the good thing about like investing in the U.S. is like. If Cleveland changed the regulation for like Airbnb or short-term rental, you can always like move your strategy to another state, which is good. Otherwise, you if you're in Toronto and you're doing Airbnb and I don't know, like the regulation, I don't know the regulation in in, uh, in Toronto, but in Montreal, you have a couple of streets you can do it. Yeah. So basically when you start and you have like those regulations come in in November, you just get your – you screw because like now what you're going to do, you're going to invest like in Quebec city or stuff like that. Or like the market is not that good. Instead, like if you're in the U S you can go to Cleveland. After that, you move like to Pittsburgh or like to Alabama or anything like that, which is
2: good. Absolutely. And and you're so on point when you say that like Toronto is in the appeal process right now to, as uh, to, to re certain elements of short-term rentals. Montreal is, is tough. Uh, there's many layers of bureaucracy that you need to uh, to comply with to to make it legal, and it's only within certain zonings. Ottawa just um, uh, what are we? The 17th two days ago voted, um, and they're going to be even more strict than Montreal. But they're probably going to go through an appeal process uh, like Toronto is going through right now. Cleveland is still good, and um, so we're very much we're we're in all those markets, by the way, with short-term rentals. But Cleveland is still um, very, very, very easy and flexible. Like you said, um, it doesn't work if it doesn't work anymore. Well, you can move markets. That's true, but keep in mind that if you're investing in Cleveland with short-term rentals and it decides to stop, well, you're still you know double or triple the cash flow that you would have had if you had done that strategy in Ottawa or Montreal. Because at Abel, like right from the ground up, from the foundation, that property you didn't pay three, four hundred thousand for right you might have paid a hundred thousand I'm just using round numbers but it's, it's approximately so <laughs> even if you convert them back to long-term tenants you will have rehab the property you are delivering a premium furnished property that you're gonna get above market rents in a strong market for cash flow and long-term rentals so even if it does fail on the short-term rentals you now have a very strong cash flow with long-term tenants so it's not as good but it's still a lot better than what you can still get in Canada. A lot better. So even the plan B is pretty pretty
1: good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What's your intake on that, uh, Glenn? Any thought about like doing short-term rental in Alabama? Uh,
0: well, I, I've thought about doing it. And uh, we, yeah. we're, we're discussing doing it in Kansas City just because we picked up uh, – well, we're about to pick up seven properties tomorrow. So there's the – and we have two of them that are vacant. So there's – the possibility to move them in right now and they're in the area near the hospital so it's it's a discussion with the, with the partners so uh, it, it might be one thing that comes up uh, once we're probably not ready to move on this right away but uh, once yeah. we do a tenant turnover we could probably turn into something like that. I, I'm interested in it but I'm, I'm still I don't have Yeah so, so <laughs> it's always a good strategy
1: to, to have in your, in your pocket, pocket for sure, for sure. So, so I assume I, I assume you like talking like posting article about alabama is this the next big thing for you uh,
0: i think that uh alabama was the best thing the last couple years uh, um i'm finding it, it's we're closing two properties this month in alabama but it's been a grind like there, the prices have went up the rental rates are not really going at the same pace and it's because there's a lot of money that was dumped in there. A lot of uh, new Toyota plants, new Mazda plants, FBI headquarters expanding, the Army base expanding, Blue Origin coming in. There's a lot of stuff going in. It's pushing the prices up. And it's hard because you've like it's great for the stuff I'm already in there with, but to find new stuff, it's really hard to do it. So uh, and all honesty, since we're talking 2020, I'm going to keep grinding because my favorite team I have is there. But it's... <laughs> A lot of it, you know, it's the low-hanging fruit, right? And I'm closing on a fourplex in Dayton, Ohio, because Ohio, is it's just easier. They're just, it's low, low-hanging fruit all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And where else can you buy a fourplex for $50,000? Amen.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, so um, just to transition, I'll take over for a second. But um, yeah, I'm Ohio... Uh, I'm still in Indy. I'm not really uh, that as aggressive in Indy. Um, and we're going more and more aggressive into Kansas City. So we can find <laughs> the numbers there and we can find... But it's it, it's really about just having to mm-hmm. keep finding deals that can perfect burr, which sounds easier than it is. And everyone, we make it sound so easy, especially when I go do my live show and I'm like, oh, yeah, look at what I did. Yeah, but that didn't just come like i have a virtual assistant that's running numbers every night like there's yep, yep. there's a lot of work to actually get a deal I'm not buying these off of like the mls <laughs> it's yep. it's a, it's a lot of work to find them and i think yeah. they don't realize how much work it is and They think it's just as, as easy as just slipping down there and that's why i always which sounds completely like biased but i always say if you're starting just joint venture with someone you like leverage all of their stuff and move up way faster. Cause when I was down there off the start, I went, I used a whole bunch of turnkeys. I could have bought better properties, but I didn't, I didn't have a team. It terrified me having to hire a contractor from like so far away and it was right, a right. way like to inherit a team. Right. <laughs> and that, that's how I, I started. Right. But you're know, like, if you think about it, like if I would have joint ventured with somebody, I could have made the exact same amount of money, but also
2: had a partner who was already experienced. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yep. even if you get 50% of the deal, um, right. You, and so long as you make two deals, you yeah. know, are you going to go twice as fast, right? If you give 50% away, just look no. at it that way. Right. And no. if you think, if you think you're not going to go twice as fast, um, but, Oh, you know, sorry.
0: You will go twice as fast by using a partner. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and you so won't make gonna, as many mistakes you'll have uh, like, like someone who's actually experienced in doing stuff down there need to leverage contractors and lawyers and attorneys and everything right the whole thing anyway
2: and and, and on, on that note because i don't think you mentioned it but where, where are you going to land glenn you so you're you're applying for the visa where are you where are you going
0: <laughs> i don't know okay <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not even sure i'm really going i'm kind of okay. i might use it to be have the ability for extended stays uh past where we legally could um but i am i'm not sure i'm actually really gonna be going there i don't know who listens to this <laughs>
1: the good thing about like those visas is like you get your uh, your number after that you get your ssn number so yep. Like if you lose your visa, you still have your number, so you still be able like, yes. to yeah. go to the bank, have your credit score, like everything, get mortgage. Exactly, that's a, and that's, that's a thing really
0: too. Because you get the visa for five years, and in five years, I could refinance. I could set so much stuff that that, that visa is basically <clears throat> or SSN is basically maxed out anyway. And then if I have the SSN still, I could use it just for hard money lending, and I still get a, an extra five percent loan to value. Having an SSN instead of an ITIN. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and it makes me think, and this is something you should probably look into because I'm going to be looking into it after I get I get in. Is NACA? Have you ever heard of NACA? Yeah. The Neighborhood uh, Association Corporation of America. Okay, it is the cheapest mortgage available on the market. It is a nonprofit company uh, that gives mortgages out only mm-hmm. to U.S. residents, though. Okay, so it doesn't apply. The for visa operations.
0: qualify for that. <laughs> What's that? Would a visa qualify for that?
2: Well, it depends what what you're. I I, I that's what I we have to look into yeah. for sure. But if you're going to get a social security number and eventually, you know, I, I think it's worth looking into because this can be a no money down, um, you know, two to three percent mortgage rates. Um, so it, it's just the amazing terms. We're actually uh, we've started doing homeowner seminars in Cleveland last year, and we're going to do them very very heavy in 2020. Because basically through our partners, we are, we're doing fix and flips. Uh, and ultimately, you need if you can find the end buyer before the projects are done, well, you're golden, right? The slowest part of the chain is, is knocked out. So what we're doing is we're lining up our buyers and we're, we're pitching the NACA program because they can qualify for this, no money down, um, you know, up to 400 and some $1,000 mortgages, okay? It doesn't matter. Um, and it, it's just this amazing, amazing program. And we're basically showing them that you can, you can get into these properties with no money down. And if you want to rent out your extra bedroom, right, r- live rent-free or mortgage-free. Mortgage, so it's mortgage-free living. You're lining up the buyers to your own flips. So it's just this very you know, end-to-end uh, network that we're building in Cleveland.
0: And there's these buyers then they have to be, uh, well, they have to be American and they have to probably live in the house too. Right.
2: That's right. And it has to be the only home in their name and anybody in the, anybody living in the property in their name. So it's really a first time home buyer program. Yeah. But but if we're moving to the States, uh, you know, we have nothing in our names in the States. So it would work for, you know, that, that property on the Lake, you know, that half million dollar property on the Lake that needs another, (laughs) you can buy something real nice in Cleveland for 400,000. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a million ways to do it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Twenty twenty, or you want to, Matt? You have any other stuff?
1: No, that's it. That's it. We're closing on the uh, on the meeting. Like uh, we have like seven minutes left. <laughs> Let's
0: so, talk about your event coming up.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, me and Cal, we're going to do a master event together, bringing a force. Um, it's going to be an event in Montreal, um, at the end of November, so November 30 and December 1st, we're going to be at Chateau Saint-Trabouin's. We're going to talk about mobile home park, uh, single family home, wholesaling, chatbots for like, uh, we, uh, for the, um, wholesaling. We're going to talk about wholesaling as well as a Canadian into the U S Uh, Lots of like fun stuff and we're going to do some like uh, little games so you're going to be able like to understand better and the goal with that workshop is to really uh, so you guys can be able like to buy property after that. We're not going to take you to a really dark room to like try to sell you shit and stuff like that. I don't believe in that stuff so uh, it's really for uh, for us like to help you guys to grow the uh, audience and to help you out like through uh, your next joint venture or like uh, anything that you want to do with other partners in Canada as well. So it's a good thing to to come uh, to the, the event so you will be able like to uh, talk with other people that want to invest in the U.S. and it's not only Florida. It's like all the U.S. We cover like all the states as well. We to we're going to have an accountant Um, also we're going to have an attorney as well. So we're going to be able like to ask questions to those two and be really able to set your foundation. Like I always say your foundation is like one of the first thing that you want to set up, um, to be successful. So yeah, basically uh, that's it. Kyle, you have anything to add? What what date is this and how do people get tickets? Saturday and Sunday at nine to like uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. You can have like a ticket on Eventbrite. Um, You can go onto the Facebook uh, page or the uh, Canadian, uh, Canada, USA real estate, You're going to see all the posts, going to link to Eventbrite. Or you can have like this Facebook uh, event page that you can buy through the uh, event. Otherwise, just like ask me and I'll give you the link for sure. Other thing, Matt, you should mention something. Now that you
0: mentioned brought up the Facebook page, you should tell people the name of the Facebook page in case they're looking for it. We changed (laughs) the name of the Facebook group after we talked about it on the show. So (laughs) anyone looking for the old name will never find it.
1: The Facebook name is Canada USA real estate group. So we're basically the best group there on Facebook for to buy in real estate. So it's, a group it's not biased either when he says that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if Glenn says it, it must be true. <laughs> we're the,
1: we are the only one. So we're the best.
2: <laughs> by default excellent yeah and I, i'd like to maybe just um to, to reiterate what matthew just said there what matthew just said is the point of this event is really for you to get actionable uh material so you want to buy a single family home okay great these are the strategies these are the steps now you know we're, we're going to go through some of those steps with you in the, in the workshop and then you should be able to be able to do it by yourself after the event same thing for apartment buildings you want to buy an apartment building well great you're gonna have to realize how to find them how to, how to negotiate them, uh, what strategies can you use, and ultimately, you know, buy the thing. So, and same thing for mobile home parks. I mean, we're going to go through some, through some case studies of property of mobile home parks that, that uh, my partner and I bought. And, you know, we're going to show you what we did, how we did it, and how you can do it as well. So we really, really want to make it as actionable as possible so it's not just theory. We're going to be doing it at the event and um, so you can do it after the event. And there's really no excuse on where you can, you know, myself, Kyle, uh Kyle Doolin, Matthew Bourgouin, Sutherland, he that we can all help you get to, to the, the booking link and it's even on, on our website as well at now for tomorrow dot club slash events. So, or just now for tomorrow dot club you can find uh the link to the workshop as well and just you know register it'll direct you back to event right
0: cool we just got a question too come in
2: like sorry where or when is the workshop let's just reiterate that again oh so much and- y'all yeah, it's in, it's in Montreal uh, at Chateau Saint-Ambroise in two weekends. It's a Saturday-Sunday event, a full two-day event on November 30th and December 1st. So in Montreal.
1: Cool. All Thank right. You. All <laughs> right. So, and also, I'm
0: probably going to rip this content off to put in a podcast. So I will also throw in the show notes at the bottom a link to that if you want to get to the event.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Next next live we're gonna be more prepared and be able like to answer your question. So I'm I'm thinking about might doing it like in December. That might be good to do sure. like another live event. But we're gonna like um uh, maybe post it like a week before so people can like prepare the question and everything. So that can be like a, maybe a fifteen minute or thirty minute that people can ask. Uh, if you guys want to, um, that would be great for sure. What do you think? Sounds good. Perfect. That's
2: great. And maybe a, a, a final wrap-up question. I don't think we uh, do. We have time, Matthew, for another round of uh, of sharing. <laughs> we we got go. go. a minute. <laughs> no, so man, a minute. Okay. Fire okay. round! Fire <laughs> round! <laughs> 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 I, I just wanted to say that my best move in 2019 was to to work with other people towards common goals. Um, with Metzger uh, doing this workshop and with our, uh, JK's epic bus tour, we lo- we partnered with some local, uh, investors to make these things happen. And that just completely rocket rocketed our, our businesses forward. So joining forces with someone with, with, with the same goals, just incredible, incredible results. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Share some of the profit and do twice as many deals or 10 times as many deals. Absolutely. All right,
1: sharing is caring.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay, guys, uh, I think
2: we're gonna get cut
0: off any second. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: all right. Thank you all. And thank, thank you. you all. And we're gonna do that again and try to be more uh, professional next time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did great. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh,
0: good morning, guys. Yeah.
1: Cheers.